We thought maybe we could all get antisocial and understand our customers purely from data, but it turns out that asking them both in one-on-one -on -one qualitative situations and by using things like survey let you get a lot more insight to add to that implicit data. My guest today is Lauren Locke Padden, Senior Product Marketing Manager at SurveyMonkey. If you've never taken a SurveyMonkey survey, then they should probably survey you about why that is. Their website says 16 million questions answered daily. SurveyMonkey helps companies figure out, what is my customer thinking? If you have customers, or if you are one, you have a stake in how that question gets answered. So let's get to the monkey business. I'm James Kotecki, and this is Kotecki on Tech. Sometimes people have in their heads an idea of what a company is, especially a company with a kind of ubiquitous brand like SurveyMonkey. And there's a difference between that and what people inside the company actually know that they're doing. So can you kind of bridge that gap for us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, at SurveyMonkey, we really think about ourselves as a way for our customers to have conversations at scale with these people that really matter to their businesses. So their customers, their employees, and even understanding what's going on with the market as a whole. And so I think the thing that a lot of my friends don't know about SurveyMonkey is that we work with 100% of the Fortune 500, and most of our customers are actually in businesses trying to have these really, really important conversations. Do you uh, see any really weird survey questions that pop up for you guys? Like, do you have maybe anonymized versions of strange questions that line the halls of the office there or anything strange like that? <laughs> well, I'm sure the customer support team has endless war stories because when you're working with millions of customers and tens of millions of respondents, you see a lot about what's happening in the world. Uh, I think for me, so I'm over on the part of the business that actually sells to other businesses. And the most fun thing for me to see is how our customers really innovate in their usage of our product. So our particular solution, TechValidate, makes case studies and customer reviews and testimonials that our customers then use to market their products. It seems to me that the broad question that SurveyMonkey is trying to answer is, what are people thinking? Or in the business context, what are our customers thinking? And your kind of specific subset of that problem is, what are our customers thinking that is good about us that we can share with other people so that we'll kind of get more customers? Do I basically have that right? Exactly. So I think we're all in technology swimming in the sea of implicit data. We're able to piece together what it is that our customers are doing and the experience that they're having through this just massive amount of data that's floating around. Like Google Analytics or what somebody clicks on a website or how many seconds they spend on a certain page versus something else and all this data gets fed into a system that gives people some information. Exactly. And at larger companies, you see people with full-time jobs to put that into solutions like Tableau and bring them into presentations so that folks can actually understand what's going on with their business. And that's really critical. And I think what's really interesting is how folks are also coming around to new ways of getting explicit data from their customers. So the traditional way has always been if you have a high-priced solution to have an account manager who talks to customers. That's a great way of getting that kind of data is just asking for it. And there's a lot of value there. And I actually see customers kind of the pendulum swinging in that mm -hmm. way where we thought maybe we could all get antisocial and understand our customers purely from data. But it turns out that asking them 
both in one-on-one -on -one qualitative situations and by using things like survey, let you get a lot more insight to add to that implicit data. When you ask people to explicitly tell you things, and they know in that moment that what they are doing and thinking is being recorded, as opposed to if I'm just browsing the web. I mean, I kind of do know that I'm being recorded, but I don't think about it. But if they're explicitly thinking what I'm saying and thinking right now is being recorded, do they change what they actually say? Is there a gap between what the implicit data says people really think, for example, and what people say they think when they're asked in a survey? Oh, 100%. If you've ever had the experience of turning a, a camera on someone, and then asking them to say exactly what they just said before in conversation. Mm -hmm. I, I have had that experience. Yes, I have. <laughs> then, I, then you've seen exactly what happens to probably the majority of people. All of a sudden, there are all these filters in between what you, was in your mind and what you were naturally talking about when you're thinking about hundreds or thousands of people listening to it. Is there a technological solution for getting people to be more honest in the times that they are asked to give explicit feedback. I think it's making them feel really safe that this is not going to injure their relationship with the company. So we do enable our customers in many different ways to actually gather anonymous feedback. And those are markers in the email communication and they're markers in the survey experience itself that, uh, that actually ensure to the end user that this is not going to come back and, you know, and, and, I think about it in terms of like, you know, that customer is probably thinking they want to catch more flies with honey than vinegar in that way. Mm -hmm. And so people people know that they want to keep polite professional relationships. And there are a lot of people who have really, really valuable product feedback that they might not otherwise be comfortable giving. Let's talk about burnout, uh, because you're talking about operating at a scale of every single company in the Fortune 500. I'm sure many beyond that as well. I personally get surveys in my email all the time, not necessarily from SurveyMonkey, just a company checking back in and seeing what that interaction was like for you and, and asking me to respond. And so it seems to me that we're at a point now where we understand that the value of getting this kind of feedback. We are now at a point where we have the technology to manage that kind of feedback at an unprecedented scale. So companies can get more data about what their customers think implicitly and explicitly than ever before. But do we risk a kind of, uh, at least on the customer level, a burnout of just asking them for too many responses to where if I get that questionnaire from the 499th company in the Fortune 500, I'm kind of done answering at that point? Absolutely. No, this is a huge, this is a huge current problem and something people are thinking a lot about. I actually just just reading an article the other day that compared customer onboarding to customer overboarding, which mm. sounded a lot to me like waterboarding, which got <laughs> down a whole nother, uh, whole nother terrible yeah. line of reasoning. But I think that's true because it is there is this moment of excitement when you go out and reach out to a big group of customers. You get such reach, rich and deep insights and so I think there is the propensity for some companies to do it too often. So what we provide, and I think a lot of this, is, it will be taking what you know as a person, uh, having personal relationships and making technology to enable that. So for example, you wouldn't want to just call up the same customer to be a reference for you week after week. You would just mm -hmm. know because you have some social skills that that would totally burn out their customer. You can't ask them for too much. And so with things like database management and contact management and putting in place editorial calendars, 
you can actually start to be a little bit more programmatic about how you reach out to customers and avoid touching them too many times. But a lot of this is, and I think will be continued to be developed much better ways to do this with your marketing auto automation software and, um, and, and software solutions. But it's definitely on the mind of folks who are making the solutions to reach out to your customers at scale. Uh, you mentioned marketing automation. That often refers to kind of the way that email campaigns are set up to be triggered if cer certain things happen or if certain people achieve or do certain things, they get certain emails. But I wanted to talk about automation more broadly or maybe a broader definition of marketing automation, which is how much of the creation of these surveys is now or could be automated. I mean, in my day job, I work in the machine learning industry. We mm -hmm. often talk about automating things that previously seemed unautomatable and through things like natural language processing you know one could imagine a future where uh, an intelligent system is looking at all the explicit and implicit data that it has it's figuring out what kinds of gaps it wants to fill in and then it's actually generating survey questions putting those surveys out to people and then getting answers back before a human in that equation ever even thought to ask the question and I'm wondering, is that a plausible scenario that I'm unfolding there? And is that something that you guys might be doing it at some point? I think that's a really exciting future there because I think one part of the problem of burning out people is sort of this old mentality of what we'd call batch and blast, where you're just pulling a customer list and sending it out to everybody and seeing mm -hmm. what comes back. But when you target someone who is at the exact right stage of using your product and having, you know, say you can identify with your implicit data exactly when they're having the most delighted and joyous moment in using your product or surveys. Mm -hmm. And that's when you send a survey out to them that has no, that no human has actually touched is automatically triggered by the system uh, with the right kind of survey questions for that moment. You're going to, that's going to yield just really incredible feedback from that customer that would be so useful to share with the market. Uh, likewise, if you know that they're having a problem with your product, that can also be exactly the right time to get in there and see exactly what went wrong and how you can fix it. Mm -hmm. And so are we moving towards a future of I guess more nimble responses by companies, more real-time responses triggered and enabled by the ability to get real-time data on what people are thinking. I think that's a. I think that's the only way we can go from here. So that will, as we as we start to see buyers and customers get a lot more sophisticated, uh, they're they're going to start to expect that kind of tailored experience. What is the room for human intuition? After all, this data has been fed into the system. If companies are simply reacting in the moment based on what people are telling them implicitly or explicitly that they want, uh, do we run certain risks there? There's the kind of apocryphal quote. I don't think he actually said it, but the the Henry Ford quote of if I oh, knew, yeah. <laughs> if I if people if I had asked people what they wanted, uh, they would have just asked for a faster horse, and you know I, the car would have never been invented or something like that. So, how much? Uh, room for human intuition is left once we know exactly what people want or at least think they want in the moment? Well, our machine overlords are coming, James. <laughs> but I think you bring up a, a great point and that Henry Ford quote gets thrown around all the time in my life and I'm, I'm a real believer in that quote. By asking your customers what they want, you will just iterate on your product 
uh, in small steps, you will make improvements, but you will never make any great leaps. And so I think that while it feels great to walk into a meeting with statistics and graphs that support your point, human intuition and creativity and taking those as data points rather than the whole, uh, than the whole truth uh, is always going to be how we make the next leap technologically. What would be your advice to a regular consumer who's getting all of these surveys in terms of how they should think about taking them, uh, whether they should feel guilty about ignoring them? Ignore the ones that you do not care about 100% because that is actually a data point to that company about you. So if you ignore them, they actually, in the net promoter score methodology, which is this very well-regarded customer experience methodology that thousands and thousands of customers use, you have to take into account the people that just don't care about your product. That's okay. And then for the companies who are actually that you do use on a regular basis and care about, just give them the candid, honest feedback. It's going to really help them for a good company, they're going to incorporate that into their product roadmap conversations. They're going to think about it when they're developing their product. And they might not come back with the exact feature you've requested, but they're going to understand a lot more about how their customers are experiencing their, their offerings. Lauren Lockpadden is a senior product marketing manager at SurveyMonkey. Thank you for joining me. It's great to talk to you, James. Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Please take a minute to rate the show, review the show, subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice, go out into the middle of the street and scream about how great the show is, send somebody a Morse code message with a pencil that's being tapped on the desk, you know, whatever the way is, just help me out here. Thanks. You've been listening to Kotecki on Tech, and I am James Kotecki.